This is the JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Hi, Johnny and D. Hello. Uh, yeah, six o'clock somewhere. Not here, but somewhere in the world. Somewhere in the world at six o'clock. Bam. Man, oh man. Time. We were perfecting our hot chocolate Christmas recipes while Tool was tooling. Time. Only Tool can tool for 12 minutes. Uh, show today. Oof, not great. I'd dial around if I was you. Look at the, what the, yeah, no. Just dial around. You're not missing anything here. We are going to drink some beer for a case study today. Have a uh, sex fix replay, and then we're going to talk to Nate Craig. He's coming in a little bit. Where's he at? I got to look at what he sent me. I love that dude. Oh, Nate'ster. Yeah. Uh, don't well, Santa sack is kind of a big deal too, dude. Don't you poo-poo the sack? Yeah, I haven't got there yet. That's on my list to do. Uh, Majestic Theater, December 29th. Oh, Nate Craig. Do I know Nate Craig? You do this every time. Oh, that's literally every time he comes in. Did he play the uh, thing last time? Down by the vintage, didn't he? What's that hotel you stay in? Indigo? Didn't Mm. he play the Indigo? No, not the Indigo, but there's like a. There's a room back there. Not a room, it's like an outdoor thingy. It's a shed, I think. And a lawnmower in it. Snow plow and a shovel. Uh, I don't think we're going to have snow for Christmas. I don't think we've got a chance to snow till New Year's Eve. What's going on around here? Don't care. I'd rather have some snow. How about that? Damn it. Come on, woman. Positive thinking. Uh, no, I, I'm fine with it because so many people travel. It just I would like them to get to their destination safely. And then our snowplow people don't have to come out on Christmas. Uh, man, I was watching a commercial of the, uh, I've seen it several times now, the dude whose uh, daughter uh, takes his, uh, is it a Buick? Is that an Impala? Sitting out in the garage all falling apart and rusty. Dad's kind of depressed. I don't know if mom ran off with the milkman. I don't know what the hell. Man, I, ran, oh, I think mom ran off with the Schwann's guy. I don't blame her. It's great food, dude. <laughs> uh, or the UPS guy. Oh, those legs. They go on for miles. <laughs> Anyways, uh, a, a, a daughter sees dad uh, mopey. He's moping. And he's got this uh, sweet, I don't, it looked like a Impala, <sighs> a blue broken down crappy run down impala in the okay. in the barn and uh somehow she sneaks it out of the barn and does a rotisserie restoration on it and puts it back in the barn now, i don't know if pop sleeps all day stays in the man cave uh forgot he had a barn i don't know how they got the car out of there but they take the car out. She restores it, puts it back in the barn with a a new wreath as if a star over Bethlehem. And uh, mopey dad walks into the barn. And he's like, what the fuck? And dad gets uh, the old Buick boner and 
This is a commercial? Yeah. Okay. What do you think? I'm talking out my ass over here? I have no idea what the hell you're rambling on about. Jesus Christ. (laughs) You know, if you haven't seen the commercial, or I I guess I didn't mention Chevy, I sounded like a lunatic. (laughs) (laughs) I sounded like a goddamn lunatic right there, didn't I? I didn't even realize that. The story have a point. <laughs> I was trying to piece it together. Uh, I see your point of view there. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. Anyways, it's a Chevy ad for a. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so. Anyways, I don't know what mom abducted. I, Kim said that the mom passed away. Oh God, God for you! Look at that, jeez. It was mom's car. How did oh, she know God. mom? How did she know mom passed away? Uh, Kim is a he. And because he's observant, I guess. And then yeah, another guy, I, I John, messaged and said the same thing. I didn't see it. The I, commercial implies the mom died and it was mom's car. How are you communicating with these people, this Kim fella? Uh, we have a uh, brain trust, dude. These boys going to be my brain trust, aren't you, fellas? Uh, yeah, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> what, what's a brain trust? All right. So sounds like a so, great commercial. Uh, I tell you, I got a little teary there. I'm a car guy. Check the emotions, bro. I'm a car guy. Clearly, I'm on the CRV with 240,000 miles. <laughs> Look, I'm a, I'm a freaking car guy. <laughs> I am the shame of Windsor. I tell oh, you, what. it's all right. Tell you what, it's all right. You know, we're not even allowed to have a car in the driveway. Well, especially not one that looks like I it's know. one of the pores. Uh. Christie's dad goes, uh, the uh, great Bob, he goes, he goes, you know, uh, there was some rust on the back wheel well fender coming off. And it was discoloring my driveway. Bob's like, you going to let your whole driveway turn brown? <laughs> Bob's out there picking up the rust part. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyways, uh, where were we? Uh, the Impala. How do they know mom died? I totally missed that. I thought she ran over the Schwanz guy. Is it? Do they show the cemetery? The wreath is there to insinuate he changes the wreath once a year. Oh! And she took the car over the summer and had it fixed as a Christmas well, present. Well, you're assuming, and I'm pretty sure it's like a '71 or '72 convertible Impala. You're. This t- is a different Kim. This is a female Kim. You're totally uh, assuming it was mom's car. How do you know it's where did that come from? Everybody's saying it's mom's car. You clearly missed something. <laughs> is there is this part two of the commercial? Did I miss the first chapter? I wish I didn't even know this thing existed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Chevrolet! <laughs> Damn you! No, it's a very emotional spot. I just How did I'm sitting there the whole time going, how the F did she get that out of the garage? If dad's out there, you know, laying at the altar of dead mom's car. Which Maybe he probably, she had a friend take him out and, for and, and, lunch. And thank God it wasn't running. He probably would have carbon monoxide himself oh, for after sake. mom died. That's not a commercial anybody is going to endorse. So anyway, she sneaks it out of the garage. Oh, for Christ's sake. And uh, somehow, for the three months it's gone, Pappy doesn't see it missing. He was never an observant type. <laughs> so maybe he went to the barn once a year. Right. Okay. Sure. All right. I'll give you that assumption. 
and then brings it back, and off they go down the road. But, yeah, I mean, I, I can't see her towing that away. You need the restoration guys to tow that out of there, which in case Dad would have came out with a double-barreled sawed-off shotgun and blew their heads off. I'm supposed to tell you to shut up and go cry at a Lifetime movie. Is that the third, Kim? <laughs> this is Brad. <laughs> F off, Brad. <laughs> We have no time for your emotions right now. Well, it's a great commercial. It's just missing some parts. Everybody else seemed to get it. <laughs> God damn it. Get that, that, listeners. Ah! Yeah! Ah! Ah! Hi. The bow tie can do no wrong. Dude, the bow tie, the flow tie. Are we over the flow tie? Good morning. Johnny, you should try watching that commercial again, but sober. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, dude, I... they showed dude, they showed flashback pictures of her when she was young with the car. How did I not see that? That and is then, so then weird. he had her picture hanging right, from fine. the rearview mirror. All right, all right. All right, smart ass. How did they get the car out of the barn? Well, he only went out there once a year. It was right. like on the back 40 yep. in the barn, and he went out there every year with a new wreath, you know, kind of just like a, you know, Christmas with his wife kind of thing. Why do you think he why do you think he let the car go to hell? Do you think he was just depressed and couldn't well, bear I mean, it, couldn't it was bear? So, it was so old, I think that, right. you know, it was uh, you know, they just probably kept it because it was a childhood, you know, kind of memory and and uh you know that that was the way it was when she died, and and uh, you know you know how it, I mean I would give anything to have an old car that I had from back in the day. You know, mm-hmm. uh, word up, the dude. memory. Yeah. All right. Hey, peace out. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Uh. All right. <laughs> now what? When danger starts getting dementia, how will we tell? Especially if I'm sitting here alone. Right. You you would have long ago left me for some other <laughs> profitable morning show. Right. Sitting here for an hour talking about a blue impala. <laughs> Figure people, it out, assholes.com. People like, people like uh, get the kids ready, get dressed, take a shower, come back an hour later. I'm uh, still on the blue impala. Maybe he can insure it with iced tea and car shield. Maybe. That's a great commercial. They're actually like doing like rap music parts in iced tea commercials. It's like that's the new uh Flex Seal commercial. I'm I'm obsessed with iced tea and car shield. I've I've never been happier for you. Have you seen it? No. 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 He's actually talking me into some stupid insurance policy I probably well, you don't need. You need to go with your local insurance right, person. Right, right. But it's iced tea, man. It's cool. Good morning. Is this really what this show has become? Psychoanalyzing Chevrolet commercials. <laughs> how did Jesus they get? Hey, hey, how did they get the car out of the barn without him seeing it? He would have. Okay? He, he would have noticed a tow truck. The car was not running. The aliens did it. 
Oh, that's a good. Uh... Don't you watch Ancient Aliens? Everything is the alien. Good, it's good theory. I like that. All right, Robert says, "Good Lord, danger!" The daughter made a ton of noise doing the dishes to cover the sound up of the car getting loaded up to Holloway. She was rattling. Where was Pop? An afternoon nap. He was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't know they were from Wisconsin. Well, why did you say so? Jesus, I didn't, Mary and Joseph. I didn't know they were from uh, Lake Schwano. I didn't know. For cry, I put a tampon in and quit your crying. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. I did. I cried a little bit. There's just some logistical problems with the commercial. I, I don't think there is. I was sitting there crying, going, yeah, how did they get it out of the barn? I'm going to have to watch this commercial to figure out mm. what is happening. It, uh, it could be. No, it can't. That's a bad comparison. I was going to compare it to the Budweiser Clydesdales. It could be Chevy's Clydesdales. It's a very, it does pull on the heartstrings. I just didn't know where mom was. Oh my God, I, it's a four minute commercial. I didn't know where mom was. Jesus I didn't know. Christ. I, I didn't know what the car was like. Is it Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Can it fly? Is it like a submarine, like a boat car? What they, what all did they do to it? Has it got, is there a, a, something we don't know about? How long have we been talking about this? It feels like a long time. All right, man. Well, I'm hitting the hot button issues. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Tell Johnny we need to get over his feelings and move on because this is a bunch of BS this morning. Well, I'm probably not the one the love, that, that gets a little misty-eyed about an old family sedan. I just... All right, dude. My daughter had more feelings than you, and let's move on because misty-eyed doesn't work. Let's go. Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> Replay today, the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. Uh, Man, but look at that butthole, boy. This is weird. Third graders at Watkins Elementary School were instructed by a staff member to reenact scenes from the Holocaust. Oh, that sounds normal. Including digging ditches for bodies, yeah. simulating shootings, yeah. and performing as Hitler. That does not seem like something that you should be doing. Staff member who allegedly forced the students to participate also reportedly made anti-Semitic comments. Enrique Gutierrez, a D.C. public school spokesperson, said, Last week we received a report of a classroom of students receiving a lesson that included portraying different perspectives of the Holocaust. Ooh. Students should never be tasked with acting out any atrocity, especially genocide and war. That's a tough school district. Look, our teachers aren't here to play nice. We're here to teach these little bastards. Uh, additionally, there were allegations of a staff member using hate speech during the lesson, which is unacceptable, not tolerated at any of our schools. This is not an approved lesson plan, you think? And we sincerely apologize to our students and family who were subject to the incident. The incident traumatized students and concerned parents of the school. My husband picked up her kid after school, and there was just a lot of sobbing. Eee. Jesus. So the staff member has been put on leave. Listen to this. In 2013, the same staff member was forced to leave a job 
after being charged with scamming a New Jersey school district by billing 24 grand for tutoring her two homeschooled children, even though they were attending school in another district. She sounds like a real winner. Since the Holocaust incident, D.C. public schools launched an investigation. Students are being supported by some sort of team of people. Uh, that are responsible for receiving claims of discrimination, sexual harassment, bullying, or any unfair treatment of a student. Aichiwawa. How old were they? Third grade. Yeah, yeah, you're going to. Jesus gonna, I mean, even if they don't get it, they're going to have nightmares. <laughs> you, you're Hitler. Kill yourself. Okay. All right, class dismissed. Let's, good job. Let's go, let's go out and play some tetherball. All right, here we go. Uh, that's so bizarre. <laughs> I've never heard of that. I mean, I guess her leap in her mind from buck learning to drama is pretty warped. She sounds insane. Yeah, she does sound insane. I don't know if I'm my third grader. Was that 10 years old? No, eight, eight, seven. What's a third grade? Eight, eight. Like seven or eight, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure... Eight, eight-year-olds pretending to do psychological experiments on each other is uh, the best idea. Here, you two dig a ditch, <laughs> and then I want you to pretend to shoot this one, hey. and we're going to toss them in the ditch. Hey, 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 like, hey. what? Wh- what? Well, and what were they supposed to learn? Uh, y- yeah, uh, how, I don't know how bad people are. What people are people are capable of? Well, I learned that without reenacting <laughs> various aspects. I learned of, that from a big brother when he beat me with a the baseball bat. I mean, come on, now. Yeah, that's a little over the top activity there. And like, I when teachers do these things, because I mean, what, the majority of teachers out there, whatever, it's a it's not it's a thankless job, and it's very difficult, especially now. But, uh. Did you not think there would be complaints? Like you thought it would yeah. just be a normal day? Yeah, I think if you're a teacher and you just say, look, the Holocaust is, uh, if 10 is bad, uh, this was a 10, and then just lightly sprinkle some facts in if you want right. to go down that road at seven years old. Well, that's just it, too. Which like, is, is that ro- age appropriate r- right, right, content? Right. Uh, I mean, obviously, we need to learn about the Holocaust, but when you're teaching history to kids, it's a tiered level of history, right? Right, right. That's why we made freaking pilgrim hats in second grade learning about, you know, Thanksgiving, right? And then as you get older, you realize the genocide and everything else that happened. They don't teach you that in second grade. I'm trying to decide which side of the aisle is going to like this. Maybe Fox News. I don't think anybody's going to. And I'm trying to decide if this goes political, who's going to take whose side. Uh, Yeah, maybe if you're a high school. Maybe. And, you you know, you're putting it on as part of a speech class. Something I don't know where that that would be appropriate, but. uh, I don't know either, man. I know we what we like. Schindler's List we watched in school. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, but I'm pretty sure we were in high school. Wasn't there a, we had a story where they were doing slave auctions. Remember that story? Yeah. We they were recreating slave auctions. And they put a number on one of the kids and they were bidding on the... Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is right. 
Uh, yeah. Like, terrible decision-making skills. There's got to be some uh, accountability there. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you might want to ask the parent. That feels like something you should get permission That's for. That's a, a little bigger issue than saying Pledge of Allegiance before the class start. Right. Do they still do that? Some places do. Some sure. people do. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, let's see. What's, what's this note I got? Will your child participate in child Nazi theater <laughs> on Tuesdays? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to check no one. Your son is excelling as the suicide Hitler. We just oh, no, gave, him, gave him two stars. We thought uploading to the cloud oh. was something completely different. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D, JJO. Everybody's been losing their mind at the airport and on planes. Jeez. Travelers clashed with police after a brawl broke out on Monday night at Miami International Airport. What for? Two people were taken into custody. The scuffle broke out after police were called to gate H8. Shortly after 6.30 p.m., disturbance surrounding a delayed charter flight. Officers found an unruly passenger who appeared to have taken the keys to an airport golf cart. <laughs> I, see, I like where this is going. And was refusing to let a worker leave. See, that's what happens when you go to the Chili's four hours before your flight leaves. Yeah, totally. <laughs> they were they had to be drunk. A large crowd can be seen surrounding an officer who appears to have his arm around a man's neck and what appears to be a chokehold. <laughs> At least two people started to intervene, appearing to try to release the man from the officer's grip as onlookers shout and capture the skirmish. As he's released, the man appears to chase after the officer, striking him multiple times. Wow. Here we go. And more of the same. Jeez. Yeah, it was... Why are there chickens in the airport? I, I don't know. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. The best story of that, uh, best part of that story was Kung Fu fighting. Uh, it's unclear what exactly unfolded the moments that led up to the scuffle. That's why I hate flying. Uh, two people taken into custody, potential charges, uh, has yet to be released. Disruptive passengers face police arrest, civil penalties up to thirty-seven thousand. They can be banned from flying. Yada yada. Yeah. Um, taking the golf cart keys. <laughs> you might have overstepped. So where did I miss it? Where were they going? Where was the flight? We do going not to, have any you know, of that right. information. I we need just to, have that it was at the gate. I wonder if Miami was the connector, uh, or if they were going home. It was a delayed charter flight. Oh, so. the delayed. Yep. That's when you're in the bar for five hours. And you're like, oh, it's a golf cart. We did that in Detroit, dude. We sat there for like four hours in a snowstorm. Freaking hammered. And we almost missed our flight. And it's and we expensive had, we had as four, hell. We had four hours to catch our flight, and we almost missed it. We were sitting in the bar. Isn't it funny how that happens? Time. When we were, in, uh, we were in Key West uh, last January, and uh, we stayed at this place, which is literally you can walk to the Key West airport. So the bartender at our Tiki Hut is like, hey, man, 
you can show up five minutes before your plane leaves. There's nobody there. Tiny airport. Well, we forgot because we were getting drunk that that little rule is uh, they do close the gate mm-hmm. for luggage. Mm-hmm. So we got there about two minutes too late. And she's like, you are not getting on this airplane. I'm like, come on. Is this a piece of luggage? And uh, she's like, you're drunk ass. Not going to make the flight. Oh, no. Uh, so then we had to, we sat there for, well, we had a five-hour layover and went back to the bar. And then caught a 9 o'clock. We didn't get into Chicago <sighs> till 1 in the morning. We were supposed to be back at, I think, 7. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, hell no. We were sitting in Charlotte, drunk, waiting an hour to get on our next uh, connector. Oh, my God. That sounds <laughs> awful. Almost didn't make the late flight out of Key West. We were the last seats in the back. That's incredible. Yeah. Alcohol in airports, man. It's the, it's the, it's the solution and the problem. Well, and everybody's so stressed out these days. I know, I know. So it's just like everybody's on it. It's edge just this and... thing where it's like, would you act like that in your home bar, you know, your neighborhood cantina? I don't know what it is. People lose their minds. Or you're just drinking so much. I don't know. And did you say he drew his gun? Yeah, so they're yeah. investigating. I'm, all, I'm that. all for it. You got a whole crowd of people acting a fool. Shoot that dumbass. I have no problem with that. I feel bad for the cop. I want to know what happened. Is there like those Southwest flights where they just, everybody's just wants the best seat. And I guess they're getting angry about getting it. Who knows? Give me a seat. I want to know where I'm going. I know that (laughs) your charter flight was delayed, but I can tell you for certain now you are not getting on a plane. Yeah, he's done. You know, like you didn't, you made everything worse. You can learn a lot listening to podcasts. Uh, Did you know that the hottest chili pepper in the world is so hot it could kill you? Or you can listen to this one. Bears can smell your menstruation. I can smell your menstruation. The JJO Morning Show Podcast. Johnny and D, nowhere but JJO. All right, dude. Uh, Holiday season, stressful, lots of fights. Speaking uh, of trailers, a domestic argument over whether to purchase a Christmas tree or no turned violent, resulting in the arrest of a Florida man for battering his girlfriend. Cops say that Levi Metcalf, 31, intentionally elbowed the 36 year old victim in the face during an argument over a Christmas tree on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, the girlfriend said she wanted to buy a Christmas tree for their apartment, but Levi here did not. After being read his rights, he admitted to striking the victim in the face with his elbow during the tree dispute, but claimed it was accidental. So she had visible swelling on the right side of her face. Metcalf, arrested on battery charge, booked into jail. They threw a GPS monitor on him and freed him out to the public. Uh, The Christmas tree incident was, I guess, the second police response to the home of the couple for the day. But we don't know what the earlier incident was about. They need to break up. It's probably decorating cookies earlier. Yeah. Man. Christmas joy. Er, no. Full of cheer in that household. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I'll tell you what. I'd, a lot of trailers in my neighborhood, John. The uh, <clears throat> I know Denver's got a stack of uh, brand new shiny ones, but uh, 
Okay, Charles, we talking? I got them in numbers. You well, got, they're not as nice. Are you, are you on, are underselling I thirty nine supply? Where are we going to drive to? No, no, no. I, well, I, look, the pro, I'm they're sure going to like this. Venice, California is where you're going to have to get to for these, <laughs> and uh, you're going to have to be comfortable with, uh, you know, like maybe some some add ons that uh, you know that are maybe not they're aftermarket. Right, right. You know, your standard uh maybe like a like a paper like a like a bay window made out of paper mache <laughs> or like uh if like if maybe like an extra bedroom that's all hunted, tarp like all duct tape. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe gotcha. all duct tape. Um but yeah they're they're uh people I live out by the ocean so that that attracts uh the trailer community. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a like a, a repurposed trailer for yeah, yeah. obvious reasons. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean. Vi- well, the weather's nice. You don't. You only need paper mache. Yes, or, or, or <laughs> it's saran a, wrap or whatever you put up. It there. rains. T- it rains uh, two two times a year. So you, <laughs> right. So you just pull that up under. Uh, you just take a you know take a day and a half to to pump a, a tank again. Hang on, I'm gonna move now. I think I'm moving up to Fresno. I think I'm gonna hitch it up. There's no way these things are making it <laughs> to Fresno. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, yeah, going out to uh, he said five miles south of Portage. Is, was there a town on that? No, it's that's in the middle of. It's nowhere. its own town. <laughs> yeah, trailer town. What's the name? Of it? <laughs> Shoot. Well, it's a town. It's a it's a burb. It's a country burb. It's a burb off thirty nine. Sure, Denver. Talk to Denver. Two he's miles. You're at a bar. I mean, what what do you, what do you? He's What's wrong got, with you? He's got hot deals. It's a it's a big it's a big country. Go get you a trailer for, for four owners before it winds up in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, an Alabama woman's trip to TJ Maxx ended with a trip to the hospital. Uh, police responded on Monday to an accidental discharge of a firearm at the Tiger Town Outdoor Center store, so 25 miles northeast of Tuskegee. Now, nothing like this happened at the Outland Mall the other day. It was pretty lame at the Outland Mall. Ain't no one doing accidental discharge out there. 55-year-old woman uh, suffered a gunshot wound to her foot. How? She accidentally dropped the gun, and it discharged and struck her foot. I don't understand. Oh, I shoot my gun off all the time. <laughs> one of the heat bulbs at the buffet popped the other day, scared the crepes out of me, and I had to fire off my foot. Well, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I love how disappointed you got when there w- when there wasn't discharge at your at your <laughs> trip to the shopping center. Well, see, I live in Creek, so I don't. We have, we've talked about this before, where it seems like if you live there, you don't really go to the outlet malls that much. If a gun discharges at the outlet mall, I'm there. and D's not there, to hear, <laughs> does a gun really discharge at the outlet mall? <laughs> Questions we'll never know the answer. Just to. asking the deep ones today, yeah, guys. That's right. That's right. TJ Maxx, I think. Uh, I didn't know that those things were still around. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't either. Who knew? It's like the last Kmart. I think just closed in California. It's TJ Maxx. I think that was around when I was in high school. Maximum TJ. Why was her gun out in the first place? What was she? Was she trying on pants? No idea. No. No idea. It's a, you got to you got to be on on watch. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a we're a nation of vigilantes now. We're, we we it's a narc culture. Oh, dude. 
I just don't understand how do you drop it and it goes off. Well, right. You've got a defective gun, probably. You've right. already. You've already. Why are you carrying that gun? What gun goes off when, when you drop when it? you drop it? I don't know. You got to test it. It's like your. It's she, like your ringer on your phone. She, you got to make sure the thing still operates. She said to cover her stupid mistake. I think so. Of pulling the trigger. It sure sounds like a lie to me. Jesus Christ. <laughs> on accident. Where are you? You're shooting yourself at a TJ Maxx. Yeah. Where are you in life? BFE. Dumbing down your smartphone. One podcast at a time. Listen, rate, and subscribe to the JJO Morning Show Podcast. Get up with Johnny and D. JJO. Uh, ZZ Top sold their entire uh, freaking catalog. Uh oh. Yeah, do you want to? I saw Springsteen just sold his for yeah. half a billion dollars. Do you want to take a guess on the ZZ Top here? Hell, hell, hell. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, well, I can't be Springsteen numbers. Uh, oh, my God. $200 million. Yeah, I'll go. I'll play the under on that. I don't think they're worth $200 million. Although, I, although, hey, man, you can get a good low interest rate now, interest rate on somebody's catalog. Maybe. Oh, uh, no. What the hell is your guess, a asshole? A $1. Jesus. I'm going to guess $1. I'm going to underbid. Everybody loses. The listeners, me, everybody. Uh, $50 million. Oh, oh, that's why I bid a dollar. I win. That was the first first number I had in my head. I knew it. I knew they weren't worth $500 million. The deal includes a buyout of the Texas Trio's publishing catalog and income from recorded and performance royalties. Get ready uh, for ZZ Top and your new Ford commercial. Yeah, you right know up. it, dude. You know it. It's going to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I see legs in a Ford commercial, but you never know. Yeah, buddy. I see that in a barbecue commercial. When you wake up in the morning. Just return on investment right here, starting this morning. (laughs) There's 30 cents. So, yeah, and the the Bruce Springsteen was, is it 500 mil or 550 mil? I'm happy. I got two different numbers here. One of those. My God. Yeah, it's hard to split hairs on half a billion dollars, isn't it? Is it 550 or 500? Right. That's a deal. I don't know. Whatever you say. I'll tell you what, I'd scrape together half a bill for Springsteen's catalog. Oh, my God. That's a, that's also a good investment. I, yeah, I was thinking, could you have sold that catalog in the 80s for that, just after Eliminator? No. but the, I know, but their records after that, what was the one, uh, what was that record after Eliminator? Oh, crap, I can't remember. Here, here's the deal with that, though, because in, if you do it in the in at that point, you also got to be in the, you got to be in a couple different businesses to make that. No, my point being the Eliminator record might be worth $50 million. Yeah. Just in, uh, I don't know, uh, whatever you want to do with it. St- Revenue stream- Avenue. Streaming alone. Streaming alone. All you got to do now is just own it. And you, I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. you, it's passive income if you own it. Sure. And But back then you had to, you know, you had to print, you had to wind up cassette tapes by hand with your. Never forget, dude. Never forget. <laughs> Never forget. Yep, he had the pencil in the car. Jimmy, remember the band of gypsies, Paul's Boutique? Oh, yeah, dude. Remember the times? The one guy, uh, how'd it go with ZZ Top? The one guy named Beard didn't have a beard. No, wait, how's that go? I don't know. 
Frank Beard didn't have a beard, mm. right? He had Dusty Hill, uh, Hill and Gibbons who had beards. Frank Beard, beard didn't have a beard. Well, he's like you, I'm man. Not. People want to see their face. <laughs> People want to see their shiny Ooh. face. I don't know. Is he, Motley Crue sold for, I don't know, close to 200 I think. Yeah, everybody's selling their yeah. catalogs. It's kind of weird that ZZ Top doesn't get as much as uh, Motley Crue is valued at. What I'm what what I'm looking at there is everybody's people are buying catalogs. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's sound money. That's money made right there because you it's forever. Right. Yeah. Forever. Who that? So who's buying them? Just giant corporations to use in advertising. And then, or uh, like, do they sell? Then they'll sell a song to a company to use that in advertising. Media company. Then they, they just own the rights, and it's and it's all it's all tabulated by the same company. Yeah. It's yes. all it's all FCC mandated. They got that. They got. They know. Uh, they char- you're getting charged per play. Yeah. Per now, click. now he won't have to be able to. Springsteen won't be able to yell at everybody for playing "Born in the USA." Remember Reagan? Was it Reagan or Trump that was using "Born in the Reagan. USA"? It was Reagan, Reagan. wasn't it? Remember uh, Springsteen was yelling mm-hmm. at everybody about that? Yeah, it's well, it's not a very favorable song right. in the United States right. anyway. Like, why would that be your theme song? <laughs> I think he's still going to yell at people. I think that's the thing. That's the mistake. It's anti-government. Right. Almost anti-American. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. But that's you only want to sing the part that sounds American. Okay. It's very strange. I mean, it's like, I, we don't listen to words, but the beat is really good. Context. <laughs> Who needs it? Uh, hi, oh, how's it going? Jesus Christ, did he swallow it? I think that's Bruce finally? drunk on his $500 million. Who wouldn't is Bruce be? calling in? Who else is selling their catalog? Dylan sold, crew. Uh, who, who? Do we have anybody else selling? <laughs> well, yeah, they can't sell records anymore. I mean, take the money, run. There's no revenue anymore. I mean, the concerts are great. Yeah, so, all right, here we go. But Uh, you're going to make, there's, you know, they don't get a piece of his concert revenue. Tina Turner. What was she worth? Mm -hmm. I don't know that it's going to tell me. She's got to up near Springsteen. She's got to be in that. She's got to be in that uh, nine figures for sure. So, uh, do, 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 do. these deals Private often dancer. huge sums of money. Dancer for money. Testifying to the appetite of companies like Hip, uh, Hypnosis Songs Fund. Um, quickly positions itself in this market. Goldman Sachs estimated it to be worth $131 billion by 2030. Right. <laughs> That's this what I'm talking about. Intellectual property investment and song management company, uh, which is created by Merck. Somebody or other, the former manager of Beyonce, Elton John, and Guns N' Roses. Yeah, somebody who knows what the numbers are. Hey, by the way, I own all my own masters. You can follow me on Spotify, Nate Craig. (laughs) (laughs) He holds the rights to 146 catalogs and over 65,000 songs. Sure he does. Holy crap. I'm going to scrape together a couple hundred bill and... Who, do I, who should I get, guys? Poison? I'll get Poison. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there, the great story about Metallica is uh, what they support. There's like 150 families that live off of the business of Metallica. Oh, yeah. That would otherwise be, you know, working at an Amazon warehouse mm-hmm. <laughs> if they weren't working for Metallica. It so. It's got to go out and grind the same 18 songs every night, which, which will probably drive you to drink, I guess, if you do that for 30 years. 
Oh, yeah. I don't know that it's the same 18 songs over no. the course of 30 years. They're, but. they're feeding the Sandman. Sand, Sandman's, Sandman's on the straight and narrow now, thanks to Metallica royalties. He's got, he's got a nice warm bed to sleep in. That's right, dude. It's not haunting anybody's <laughs> dreams anymore. We're all No longer good. have to sleep with one eye open, dude. Metallica's taking care of the community. <laughs> they're giving back. The JJO Morning Show Podcast with Johnny and D. Listen, rate, subscribe. Catch a new show every Monday through Friday, 6 till 10 a.m. on 941 JJO or streaming anywhere in the JJO app. Johnny and D. Nowhere but JJO.